Welcome to the Brains Magazine podcast, a podcast with in-depth interviews and conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, expert coaches, industry leaders, and international celebrities. Get exclusive insight into the world of business, mindset, leadership, and lifestyle with your host, Mark Sefton. Welcome to this next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast. And today I have Karen McDermott. Karen is the founder of Serenity Press, also MMH Press, which is an absolute mouthful, Karen, and KMD Books. How are you today, Karen? I am really good, Mark. Thank you for having me. And MMH Press stands for Making Magic Happen. There you go. Love it. <laughs> I, sh- I should have uh, found out what the real. Uh, acronym meant it probably would have been easier for me to have said it now people will probably hear your accent and say oh she she's from ireland and you are but you're actually based in where based in perth australia moved here 13 years ago 35 weeks pregnant with my third child (laughs) i had never written in my life and i found writing when i came here and it's changed my life amazing that is amazing and and wow they sometimes i find it interesting because some people will always wait for the perfect uh, conditions before they do something and the fact that you were 35 <laughs> weeks pregnant with your third child you obviously didn't embrace that is that is that very much your personality oh it was very much against all kind of rationale but most knowings are um you're going against convention most of the time but we um had planned to come to australia we just got our visas that year everything was going right for us that year and we had to come here before my daughter was born because we didn't have a visa for her and we didn't want to wait another year or two to get that so there we go that's our reasoning behind it best oh, thing wow. we did ever. that's mm. a cool story that's a cool story now Whenever I have a guest, I always do a bit of research and uh, I notice such a long list of accolades. Uh, congratulations, Karen, you've achieved so much. Uh, which one is the, the most that you're proud of and why? Oh, that's like asking me to pick my favorite child. It is. And you, and you will have terrible. a favorite as well. You just love them the same. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to say to you that... Um, one that caught me off guard that I didn't expect to win last year because the Osmopreneur Network is a big, um, has my heart and I do a lot of work for them now, but um, I never thought I would ever win the Osmopreneur of the Year Award. It's a very big award here in Australia and it was on my bucket list and, mm. and I won it. And also the Women Will Change the World Award. I won the same year last year. And that just was phenomenal. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, to use these awards to really, you know, share what women can do in the world, you know, and what we can do. Like as a mom of six, um, you know, and I own three publishing presses, you know, I, there's no excuse policy with me. If you want something, you go after it. But it, like everything I do is is not just for me, it's for a lot of other people. So I think that shines through whenever, I show up in the world and I'm just really lucky that um, people acknowledge that and see that that is genuine with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And the fact you touched on the fact you've got free publishing press presses, where, where does your passion for like publishing stories come from? I'm always fascinated by people's why their motivation, their backstory, where, where does it come from for you? 
Well, um, I, <laughs> this can get a bit emotional, but it is a it is a mission. It's a passion project for me because I wrote my own novel in 2010 during NaNoWriMo, which is Novel Writing Month. So um, November every year is NaNoWriMo. So it started off in the US, but it's a global thing now. So in 2010, I wrote a novel and um, I didn't know until two days before I started that it was going to happen. I had an epiphany where um, I was watching The View and anyone who has a lot of children, you don't generally have daytime TV on in your house. Um, but this day, for some reason, The View was on and Whoopi Goldberg had these guests in and um, there were a celebrity TV couple who had just endured a miscarriage and I had endured a miscarriage um, two and a half years previous, a double miscarriage. It was harrowing and I was always like why me why did this happen to me I already have two healthy boys why would I have a miscarriage and um, I never got the reason my heart longed for there was medical stuff and stuff but never got any kind of reason and in that moment when Whoopi Goldberg and um, the woman was still very distressed you could see it she just stopped the show Whoopi Goldberg just turned her back to the camera and she said I want to tell you something I tell all of my friends when this happens to them. This is a visitor that came to tell you to get back onto the right track in life and then your gift will come. And I was like, oh my goodness, that was like, it just hit me like a rock, you know, there's something resonates with you and just mm -hmm. ignites something within you. I was like, that was it. That was why I was on the wrong path. And that, and when, as soon as this, I had my miscarriage, it, everything, you know, I, I made some choices that changed my direction and everything started to flow. It was amazing. Mm. So then I wrote about it Um I, I was writing for Building Beautiful Bonds at the time. And I always used to write spirituality articles or whatever I was going through at the time. And and I was um, I wrote an article about, you know, miscarriage, why it happened, my spiritual reasoning for it. And it just wasn't enough. So then this novel, which was fictional novel, and I was a character in it, just came oozing out of me. And in 30 days, I wrote a 50,000 word novel. <laughs> and wow. I had a four week old. I had a new baby, who my fourth child, and she was four weeks old. It was against all rationale again, but I just knew this was exactly what I was supposed to be doing. I said to my husband, you do not have a wife for 30 days. I'd be a mother to our children, but <laughs> you don't have a wife because I'm going to write this book. And he was like, Go for it, go for it. Mm -hmm. So I did, and it was a catalyst into publishing for me. And um, so you know the way you take, like I never would have known I would have ever written a book, then to publish it, then to become a publisher, an award-winning publisher that helps a lot of stories get out into the world now. That's beautiful. There's so much in there that's put a smile on on my face. I think the first one is, you know, I think we probably are both familiar with the fact that in the last two years, there's a lot of suffering and hurting people out there for one reason or another. And I'm sorry that you went for the pain of a, a miscarriage and yet you were able to find, find a way through that doesn't obviously, obviously no, nobody's ever going to be happy when bad things happen, but to be able to frame it in a way that you were able to find healing and then, use that for your greater good i think is such a beautiful and courageous journey that you've been on i think that will really uh, inspire people uh, karen uh on that because 
you know, like you said, like you have a heart for writing and obviously your ability to share that emotion and share those stories, I think is so poignant right now. Absolutely. And I healed when I wrote that book and people who read it heal. Um, and if you read that book, um, it's called The Visitor. It's, um, it's not a literary novel by any means. It was the first novel I ever wrote. But by goodness, does it help people through their grief? Whatever wisdom channeled through me into that book um, was a, is a gift to those people who need to read it. So, And, you know, I wasn't a novelist. I never had done this before. So, mm. And I, I went on to write two more books in that series <laughs> after <laughs> that. But it was a totally different, you know, mindset. I was in a writer's mindset, but still... You know, there and now I've written over 40 books. You know, I just write books now because I really love sharing what I learn with the world and people like to, you know, because they say, how do you do what you do, Karen? And like, okay, I'll write it because <laughs> that's what I do best. That is a lot, 40 books. I've just wrote my third one and I'm kind of like, you know, uh, rubbing my, my hand on my sleeve as kind of like a, a badger of honour and here you have written 40 books. How do we how do we tell better stories? Because I think you know, especially in business as well, uh, and not everything's about business. Uh, a lot of what we shared today is about real life. It's about human to human. It's about you know the the brutality of what some of us face in life. But how how do we tell better stories? Have you got some wisdom around that? Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> I um, well. Absolutely, especially KMD books. We but we actually publish a lot of um, business owners in there, but it, it's changing in the industry. People want your stories. People want to connect with with what they're reading now. They just don't want statistics and facts and knowledge. They want to be able to relate all of that knowledge to actual actual scenarios, and that's why um, I really love helping people to really connect with what they've got within and to bring that out and deliver that to their audience because they that's your ip nobody else can take that away because you're the only person who has experienced what you've experienced and it's really interesting well, i find it very interesting to hear people's stories you know like and getting to know you a little bit you know hearing a few things from you and that just intrigues me and that's how you get to know people what their depths are and that's how you get gain trust with people that's how you hire people you know all of those kinds of things so opening up your heart and just letting it out and um, he and you never know what's going to come to the surface you may not it and your reader doesn't need to read everything that's another thing just let it out what needs to go onto the page and then you know work through that what does your reader need to and then your editors are the most amazing humans in the world <laughs> what would we do without editors hey <laughs> mm -hmm. you know and um and then you know your your story goes out there when it has an impact and it's going to have a more profound impact when you put yourself in there and people are going to connect with you at a deeper deeper level I it agree. takes courage though mark you know it does take courage and it also takes you um, bleeding with an open heart um, and that takes courage as well. I agree with you fully, you know, and I, I love that. So thank you for that. Cause I think that's really uh, helpful. You know, I think there's a lot of people out there that are, that are, have either wrote a book already or have a heart to, uh, if we are looking for a publisher, what should we be looking for? Well, well, 
that that's up to you. It, it's up to you because every um, body has different intentions of what they want to achieve through their books. If you want to build your audience, you want to sell a million copies, you know, you have your priorities clear and then align that. And that's what I always say, because where, that's where you need to focus your energy. But the first thing you have to do is focus on getting your book, uh, you know, getting getting the manuscript ready. And then um, a lot of people, um, for, uh, for me, I have three presses. I have a traditional press and two hybrid presses. So we go in partnership with our authors in KMD Books. And, you know, not everybody, we don't, you know, we, we, we don't take on everybody because there has to be alignment there because we work very closely with our authors on making their dreams come true. But um, there's always someone for your story. So even if one publisher says, sorry, that's not a right fit for me right now, that doesn't mean that your book is, is you know, that it's not right for somebody else or even for you to even pursue self-publishing as well, you know. Get your book out there, get it to your audience and build upon that. You know, there's everybody has a story to share. Mm, they do. And something we touched on a little bit already, but I just want to pick up from it because for me, I think it's, it's essential really in this interview. Why do you believe people can heal themselves from writing? You know, you mentioned for you, it brought healing to you. Why, why do you believe that? And do you believe everybody can heal themselves from writing? Absolutely. Did you know that um, it's an actual fact that if you write, and you write your emotions, even if you journal every day, it actually physically enhances the the atoms in your body that, that, you know, it helps you heal, physically heal better. Like that's an interesting biological fact. So when you're writing, you're actually actioning your thoughts. You're not just keeping them inside and compressing them or compacting them. You're actually releasing them. And sometimes, especially, and I always say to people who are writing their story, just be careful and be really kind to yourself because things are going to come to the surface that you had buried away that you may have forgot about, but that need to get released and it's time to release them. And you are going to feel lighter. You're going to feel healthier after doing it. So writing your story is one of the most therapeutic things that you will do in your lifetime. And let's face it, we all have things we need to release, you know, things that we just get on with life and push things down so that we can just get charging forward. But there's always something. So when it's time and when you can take that time to do it, it's a very therapeutic process. I agree with you. So would you say that most of your encouragement when it comes to writing is people writing from what they've gone through, writing from their heart, putting themselves in it? And what would be your thought in terms of, you know, what do you believe the world needs to be reading, you know, right now? I I appreciate that sometimes we write, to create a resonation with others and then sometimes we write because we're being strategic really mm-hmm. so it's kind of like an open question there in terms of what what do you believe the world needs to be hearing from us right now those that are, that are writers whether they're writing magazine articles writing books what does the world need right now the world needs connection and encouragement as far as i'm concerned and i know what's selling like what's selling is um non-fiction books that have knowledge so people feel like they're being productive but the ones that are really starting to um shine through and it's it's shifting the trajectory are the, the the authors that are showing up and being vulnerable and sharing honest 
truth. People want honesty. People want authenticity. People do not want a facade anymore. They don't want the, you know, the, the fakeness that has been out there. So you, people just don't have, you know, they don't have the filter for it anymore. People are just going, I want authentic, authenticity. People who are out there to share what they have learned on their journey that I can charge forward on mine. And, and you can really see that now. I think that we've, we everybody's just kind of changed you know that the past two years has had an impact on everyone you know like for example i'll use myself as an example i'm writing a series of books under karen weaver which is my maiden name mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is they are being written because everybody says how do you do life karen and i'm like well i've always navigated the universal laws because um you know i i enjoy doing that i enjoy testing things i enjoy all of that kind of stuff so and I've done it in my business. I've done it for success, but I do it with loving intentions. So I um, created the Alchemy of Life Magic series, and that's seven life principles that I live by. And I wrote, write a book on each one: one's mindfulness, one's knowing, one's intention, love, gratitude, forgiveness, and belief. And I've, that's what I believe. So my beliefs actually help other people to find their beliefs and their core essence and what works for them. So. I write and share my knowledge and I invite guests in like we had the amazing Elizabeth Gilbert share her knowing story in one of my knowing books and lots of amazing people coming and sharing because that's what it's about. I'm Irish. <laughs> when you face a challenge in life um, people used to come from the park in and share stories with you so that you would feel comforted, filled with hope so that you can come through that challenge it wouldn't be a brick wall you'd be feel supported and guided through it and that's kind of the essence of I suppose how I show up and maybe how come I've been so successful in Australia is because of that essence very nice very nice Mm -hmm. I can I can I can tell that writing is just a, a way of life for you it's not a job it's not something that you have to turn on it's something constant which uh, which I was beautiful to see. You light up, Karen, don't you? When you talk oh. about talk about writing, do you have I some? Hey, I can tell that. I can tell. Do you have some practical ways people can get what's within them out on paper? Because you talked about obviously, you know, trying to put yourself in it. That what the world really needs is connectivity, vulnerability. Have you got some practical ways we can draw what's within out of us on paper? Oh, for sure. Right. So one thing you have to get out of your own way, deal with any inhibitions now and um, don't write as if it's going to be a published piece. Write because you need you want to you write as if you're writing to one person. What do they need to hear? I always say practically work on the framework of your book. And, um, you know, I always say, like, if you have 20 chapters at two and a half thousand words each, that's a 50,000 word book. There you go. <laughs> but don't push it out to hit, you know, and word count just to hit a word count just be authentic write what what you need to write and then you and really connect with your story know the essence and quite often that comes with knowing the title of your book what's the theme going to be in your book it may shift and change because you know yourself i was writing books mark like i remember with my first book i wrote down 20 chapters but that wasn't the end result for the book the book shifted and grew and evolved as i was writing it but i had the framework there to work with and to work from and for me um i i personally when i would get up because 
I I have a lot of kids, so I would get up early before them. I would get up at 5 a.m. in the morning, so and closer to a dreamlike state. And I would do that, and it became a habit. So whenever something becomes a habit, your subconscious mind kicks into gear so that whenever you return to it, it's always collecting what you need whenever you're not tuned into it. It's there ready for you to get out whenever you sit down to write. So your mind is amazing with what it can do um, whenever you're not even focused on it. It's amazing. So yeah, I would, um, and because I wrote at 5 a.m. in the morning, I wasn't over analytical, if you know what I mean. So I would say write in that time because that's when you'd be more free flowing, not questioning everything. And for your first draft, it is your first draft, just get it out. That's the skeleton of your book. The second draft is where you add in the muscle and then the editors help you, you know, make it a, an absolute best-selling book mm. <laughs> that's, you know, industry standard. Love it. There's so much uh, wisdom uh, and the great frames for people to be able to listen to this podcast uh, a couple of times and, and glean from what you're saying, because I think, you know, as you said, everybody's got a book, a book within them. One thing that you do, Karen is uh you often have retreats and uh, I noticed that you hold them in a castle and I was just wondering why that was and how that came about that's one of those serendipitous moments Mark and um, you know those knowing moments so I hadn't been home for seven years and uh, because I was having lots of babies <laughs> so my mum would always come out to Australia and see us and then the it and um, she actually got lung cancer and had to get half her lung cut out so she wasn't able to come out and see my last child so after seven years of being here I hadn't I'm the eldest of six as well so I hadn't seen my sisters and or my new nieces and nephews and they hadn't seen my girls either so I hopped on a plane with my um five kids hubby had to stay here to work and went to Ireland and um at the time, I, I had was I just been to the Osmopreneur Conference and I was thinking bigger. <laughs> it, it opened up your mind and um, and when I there was a, a a thought came into my mind that I actioned, which was I wanted to host a writers retreat. And there was like there's a castle up the road from a house that we owned in Ireland, and I remember thinking. I wonder when they host a writer's retreat there. I'd love to bring some Australian authors to Ireland. Well, as soon as I rang up, we, and when I was in Ireland that time, I had a meeting with the Earl, who actually lives in the castle, and he was he was all up for it, really supportive. And it was a wonderful thing because coming from Northern Ireland, there's different sides of the community, and we were both the different sides of the community, but we were coming together in this castle and making this happen. So we were kind of making history in a way as well. So it was good. So we hosted our first writer's retreat and it was beyond anything I could have ever, you know, I hadn't hosted a retreat before and it was better than anything that I could have ever imagined. So we hosted it again. And then we had a big, um, I teamed up with um, Shelley Orgerson in the US and we done a, a business one as well. And it was next level, like the, the connections you make like family <laughs> it's like your your family now so it's amazing and so many amazing things come out of that castle and it's very spooky sleeping in a castle at night time but it's just so interesting it's it's fun and we all say what's happened in the castle stays in the castle <laughs> so you're not getting any stories <laughs> <laughs> 
it definitely seems like a leading in your, in your life. Do you feel like that's been your own intuition or do you feel like you have had very much a, a, a leading? Okay. So this is whenever I set the intention to start my own publishing press, I started and it's really interesting because I had a conversation with the founder of Booktopia, Tony Nash, and he's, he's a few years ahead of me in the game, well, a few, you know, quite a few years ahead of me. But we both had the same principle when we started out. I said, okay, I'm going to, like I was a mom of four at that time, I'm going to set the intention to build a publishing press. Don't know how I'm going to do it. My studies are in humanities, not in publishing. But I seem to have learned a lot. And I'm whenever I'm curious and really interested in something, I learn super fast. So and I wanted to do it my way, not follow a book. So I am um, I set the intention that I can invest $50 a week. Now that's 25 pounds. <laughs> and um, and I, I know whenever I was chatting to Tony Nash, he invested $70 a week, which was and I says, well, I took the weekends off. <laughs> but um, that started because I set that intention and the intention was to build a million dollar press. And I thought it was going to take me 25 years, you know, to build up a reputation as a reputable press, you know, as a publishing house. And I did it in seven years because I followed my knowing and I call my knowing is I, I do my knowing in three steps, which is if I um, I set an intention. So if I think I think it, you know, something comes to me and I feel feel it, you know, you feel the intuition, but I don't just act on the intuition. I, I then go right, I'm going to think, is this aligned with my where I'm going? And if it's a hell yes, then I have the courage to action that straight away so that I don't miss that boat. And it takes courage to do that, you know? And if it's a, uh, uh, or I don't know, then I had to learn to say no, which was so hard for a yes person. <laughs> but I say a no with lots of love <laughs> because I'm not gonna serve anybody well if it's a no in my heart, you know what I mean? So there's always somebody else that can serve or I'll pass them over to someone else in my network or something like that. So. It, um, it's worked really well and I'm like fast tracking success. So anything I tend to put my energy into, set an intention with, and I set big, big goals now. You know, they're really huge. My goal for 2021 was to partner with a US publisher. I thought I was gonna to have to merge and give away part of my company, but I didn't, I actually, and it was true, a conversation that wasn't supposed to go in there into mm. that, you know, it was just a conversation that I had and some wow that's really interesting what you're doing and i'd love to learn more and we ended up partnering with a huge distribution deal into the us and mm. that happened on the first of september this year amazing mm. Mm. i love your mind you have got a, <laughs> you've got a beautiful mind um i can i can Focus tell the joy mark sorry if you, whenever you prioritize joy life isn't you know hard it, i prioritize joy and there's a lot of success and joy in many ways and everything's a choice and did you know that you can't have a positive and a negative thought at the same time mm -hmm. so it's up to you it's your choice and quite often i'm sickeningly positive and i have my bad days days don't get me wrong i do and those are the days where i close my diary and i'll go to the beach or i'll watch netflix <laughs> or i'll just you know stop because you know i do go at a fast pace at times so i do have to but i don't ever get to the burnout because i know myself enough to know when i need to just 
pause or slow down and my the way that I flow in life um, I'm really privileged because I've got an amazing team now so I'm not doing everything I just get to hang out in the genius fun parts that I love doing and not everybody would love doing it and I have to admit like my life like I'm, I'm a mom of six I've got um, three publishing presses I'm writing all the time so I've always got something to do should I want to do it but that would be somebody else's nightmare you know if somebody likes to control every facet of their life that would be an absolute nightmare for them but for me it's a dream you know and that's the thing so I just roll in that and that just serves me so well I love it Karen before we bring this into land have you got anything like within you right now because we talked about writing from you know what's within and I believe the same of, of speaking what's kind of been going through your your thoughts in the last few days is there anything that you want to share uh, before you tell us how people can interact with you and, and connect well there's just one thing uh, well two things probably and that's one of my quotes that I always say when time and circumstance align magic happens and I had to learn to be patient whenever you know I'm the eldest child I always got everything when I wanted it <laughs> um, but I learned how when you plant a seed you nurture it to where it needs to be and then you let it grow that is um, when things will reach their highest potential so do that plant lots of wonderful seeds and the ones that start to come to fruition nurture them out you know to to you know nurture them and 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 wait till you watch how they they grow in your life it's amazing and keep yourself distracted with things that you enjoy doing in the interim that's the thing because don't just sit watching that seed waiting for it to grow because it'll drive you crazy just go and just life's an adventure it's we're here to experience it we're here to live it and enjoy it and to see what we can make happen in our lives you know that i have some of the things I've done have blown my mind, you know, and I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool. And, but when you said, I, I always say about goals and intentions, and I'll, I'll leave you on this, but there's a difference in goals and intentions. You can set a goal, right? And you can work out every step of the way to that goal. But what you will be focusing on is those steps, and nothing else. You reach your goal, but is that fulfilling? I set intentions. So with an intention, there's no limits because when I set the intention, I don't know how far that's going to go. It's not, I can't know at that point, but I go, I'm committed to the journey and committed to acting on inspired thoughts and opportunities that are aligned with that intention. And that is about tuning into that energy of what it is you want to achieve. And then there's no limits. <laughs> so, um, and the journey is so much more enjoyable. Amazing. And, and how do people connect with you, Karen? I hang out most on LinkedIn and Facebook. And that's where that's where most people connect with me. Or my email address is um, Karen at KarenMcDermottGroup.com. Beautiful. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I feel better um, after this interview than than I did when I when I when I started. And there's something there is something really magical about you as well. I've, I've, I know that we've never spoken before until now, and I've interviewed lots of people, you know, thousands of people, and you've got such a, I don't know, there's, there's an essence about you that, you know, makes me, I would just be happy just to sit at your feet and listen, you know, and, and you know, sometimes you meet people and you just think, you know what, this is the time to engage your ears and, and, and just 
yeah just listen you got so much to say and i love what you said so great interview thank you so much i really appreciate that mark thank you so much and thank you to everyone for listening have fun cheers thank you for joining this episode with me max sefton i hope you've really enjoyed it feel free to leave us a positive review on itunes and i look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of the brains magazine podcast